Ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time of day again. Today we have Raphael Chung of Between Two Forks, the homie. Uh, what a what a treat. We talk about knives, we talk about food and everything. Uh, it's just so good. Ladies and gentlemen, Raphael Chung. So for for everybody, um, uh, for for all the listeners and the watchers, can you just give a little um, rundown of like you know a three minute summary of what led you to this point, creating content, what you do for a hobby, what you do for a job, and just give us a little little tidbit about yourself. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, first off, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, it's really nice to talk to you guys and and a little bit of background on myself. I'm just a foodie. Um, always been very passionate in food and. You know, I went the went the good old traditional college route, went to school, and now I'm working basically as a as a desk jockey uh, mm. for a fuel distribution company, and uh, and you know, working working the professional world. Sometimes they don't they don't really allow you too much creativity, and uh, and at that point, I'm just like, I need a creative outlet. I decided to start creating content started mixing my passion of food with content creation and uh, started with a food blog. And then as you guys kind of know, no one reads nowadays. So I'm just <laughs> like, yeah. all right, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and go, go to video route and bit the bullet. And now, now I'm on YouTube doing uh doing content creation. Dude, that's awesome, man. You know, it's so funny. You say that because yeah, you're hundred percent right, man. The, the, what people's interests are changing so much. I try to tell people like, there's a there was a significant difference like on Instagram when you see the change from do that you post if you post a photo on Instagram right now they they are gonna shut it down they ain't gonna let nobody see it man unless you are a huge influencer <laughs> oh, and I try to tell people man I'm like listen like I don't care what anybody says like TikTok is TikTok man and their algorithm sucks you in dude and um and it's funny because great dude TikTok is great but like I gotta be honest you know it's kind of, it's like more of an entertainment app. So it's really hard for me as a food creator to kind of like take it seriously. But the organic growth is unreal, man. You know? And yeah, um, algorithm is great. Yeah. And it's funny because like now I'm gearing more towards like, okay, I got to, I got to do videos that pop off. And so it's funny because I made a skit, a comedy skit video with, uh, with my wife, you know, with espresso and it's crazy. Cause I mean, it's, it's for sure. It's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, the thing is, is to be honest, like I don't really, I enjoy doing videos like that, like sometimes, because honestly, it's just for the algorithm. But the mm. thing is, is the people that I get as far as the community, I'm just not a big fan of, you know, like the the, the new followers that you get. They're like, you know, they, I don't know. It's just, I, I want people that like are genuinely interested in cooking and like that will follow me and be part of my community, you know? So I've been really doing hard, doing a lot. I've really been doing a lot on trying to build that. But um, yeah, that's crazy. Just to circle it back, like you're so right, man. I'm so glad that you are. Um, and and listen, there's nothing wrong with being a disc jockey, man. Like yo, mm -hmm. I, but I try to tell uh, young kids nowadays that want to be like a chef or they want to like they're interested in anything, man. I, I really sh like make sure like, hey, listen, college is college, but just understand like if you want to go to culinary school, man, your the return on investment is not there, man. Like I made a full YouTube video on it, and like I, and and I try to tell people like. Listen, I'm not saying not to get your education, but like 
the fact that I'm 36 years old and I am still paying for my culinary school, man. You know what I'm saying? And I had it's to defer a lot. Dude, it, and like, I didn't even go to a good, I, okay, my culinary school was good, but it wasn't like CIA or Johnson & Wales. I couldn't even afford that, man. And so- It's the, like private school prices. Bro, it's mm. ridiculous. Think about this. Think about this. I, I am blown away by the fact, I don't know who said this, and I'll, I totally forgot who said it, but uh, somebody said it, somebody famous. They said, it's crazy to me how you can be 18 years old and get $250,000 worth yeah. of student loan debt, but you can't yeah. get a $10,000 business loan. Yeah, uh-huh. it's crazy. It's crazy. It's uh, it, Yeah, and, and like the thing is, is even if you file for bankruptcy, your, your student loans never go away. They don't. Nope. Nope. And, and, and um, to, messed up to even like remotely get like that that quote unquote forgiveness yeah is uh is nearly impossible and then you're still on the hook for the taxes right yeah so. exactly man it's crazy because like you know in all honesty i'm and i don't want to get worked up about this but like i i really urge young culinarians like yo make sure you make the right decision because like the return a lot of people think they can go to cul- they think they can go to culinary school and then come out a sous chef or a chef and it's just yeah, not no, you act- still got to work from the ground up right yeah you, you, you you're coming out you, you're going to be washing dishes or a prep cook and so Roth, just to give you a little background like uh um kirsten and i were or casey and i are we're like yin and yang he went the corporate route no culinary school and i went the michelin star route and i went to i, I got a dual associates in baking and uh culinary but i mm-hmm. really dislike when people ask me if i went to culinary school they're like oh did you have culinary school training because i don't like to say yes I'm, i'd rather <laughs> say like no because you you know what i learned at culinary school bro nothing like yeah you don't learn shit my yeah. the the baking same and here in college same here in I, college no, <laughs> i i literally went to culinary school to get the piece of paper I literally went to get think, the piece of paper because when I was growing up as a chef, it was very important. But um, I think the uh, the only thing I learned from college is, uh, is is learn how to party hard and still make it to your 7 a.m. lecture without looking uh, looking bad. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's funny. Hey, Raph, uh, quick yeah. question. Um, why? Why yeah, between ahead. two forks or for everyone involved? Uh, he, his name is Raph. For everyone, I know we're calling you between two forks on your screen right now. But why? Why that name? Oh, yeah. Let me ask you that. Uh, so between two forks. So initially, when I first started my pod, uh, well, podcast, sorry, uh, my food blog, the food blog was doing paleo recipes because at that time I was I was doing just nothing but paleo, okay. and uh, but I also didn't want to corner myself into just being you know everyone putting paleo in their in their food blog name and it just kind of corners themselves, and there's still kind of a limitation to what you can do with with paleo recipes. So I didn't want to corner myself. I left it open. So it's just like one fork in, you know, gluten-free paleo stuff and then one fork in just everything else, you know? So it's just kind of between two forks. Got it. Okay. All right. Yeah, By the way, I love, love the hat, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. Love the hat, bro. Not a lot of people, not a lot of people know it. Uh, this is just a... Oh, what's, what is it? I don't know it. It's a Dragon Ball Z. What is it? Um, oh, only okay, because... Okay. Uh, so I grew up in the Philippines. I came over when I was 12. So, you know, a court, literally half my life was over there. But I, I literally watched it as it was being made. So for me, that was a, a bit of nostalgia um, coming here in the States. But nowadays, people are just like, oh, yeah, that's cool hat, bro. I'm like, thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> like, I kind of grew up with it, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's dope, man. It's like that, that kind of dates us, but you guys don't care about that, right? I really like your uh, your YouTube setup, man. Did you so did you have any classic training in videography or do you just uh, did you just do the YouTube university like all of us? <laughs> uh, you know, a little bit of both. Uh, 
I went to an art high school. So that kind of kind of set my mind into like that creative mind space and uh, took some photography class. So whatever I paid attention in in school, you know, just picked up a little bit. And then, like you said, YouTube University and and, and just testing everything out. Facts, man. You know, it's so funny, man. And I still I still struggle with this uh, nowadays is like I know that like video quality is very important, but I always focus on the food first. And then I'm like trying to edit my mistakes. And uh, I'll be honest, I I outsource my editing. But um, it's smart, man. That's so smart. Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Sometimes the videos like, you know, they're not like what I want. But I think what a lot of people need to understand is, is like social media is kind of like, no, I should say content creation is kind of like, you know, it's quantity over quality. Mm. Right. And uh, the quality is subjective. But like most of my viral videos or most of my videos that perform well, like I've taken my opinion out of it. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, is what I'm realizing is like, you know, it's all about time and effort and then posting that um, that video. And then I- I've just recently started looking at my analytics. And uh, let me tell you something. Nice. This, is a, this is a rabbit hole in itself, man. But like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. even take in consideration. So basically, I've been I've been uh, uh, I've been doing videos with Granda, um, this chef app, and I really love it. Yep. Like, dude, word on like, seriously, they're my favorite partnership. I swear to God, I would make videos for them for free because it's a chef app. It's like it's exactly what I'm doing. It's my niche. It is me. Like I have zero interest in like any other sponsorships that I'm doing, but like this Granda app, I think is very helpful for the young culinarian. And, um, you know, like, here we go. Shout out. But like, I, I really like it because hey, you have, all good. <laughs> dude, seriously, seriously, man. And I was a full time, I was a full time subscriber before they reached out to me. And, uh, I just love seeing new chefs techniques. I love having my pulse on the industry. And, um, the thing is, is like, it's a I good way to really, inspire each other, right? Yeah, and it's like it's like so. Basically, what they do is they they pulled up the analytics of the videos that I've done with them, and they're like, okay, this performed well. This is where people are clicking off. They're like, okay, don't don't say our name, just just cook regular. And they're like, they show mm. they pinpoint exactly where the the video is performing. That's awesome. And then we we adjust, and then it's crazy because like I re-edited a video, and then boom half million views on reels and climbing, right? And I'm like, wow. see, I need to focus more on that. So like, in all honesty, I need to the, do last, the same thing. Yeah, like in the last three years, like in the last year, since I've been posting on TikTok, I didn't look at my analytics once. And so what I'm realizing is, uh, you know, and same thing with YouTube, man, they got YouTube studio and like, I wasn't really looking at it, but now I'm paying attention to it because now they have a lot of free knowledge on there. Dude, you know what? They tell you how to be successful. They tell you straight away. They don't even waste time. Like I I didn't and I went down the the rabbit hole. So anyway, it's funny because I have a test video today that I'm going to post. It's about bread pudding. So um Nice. I just is, made a yeah. bread pudding a little while ago too. So yeah, nice. you know what? I, I messed up a brioche the other day. Like uh, I was kind of sad, man. I knew it was too high, but like uh, I baked it, and then um, you know it was really nice and tall. And uh, and then basically, as it was cooling down, it just collapsed on itself. Like it oh, doesn't, look, yeah, it doesn't okay. look bad. It doesn't look bad, but there's a big indent in the side, so I couldn't use it for French toast or sandwiches uh, at work. But I just bread pudding. It was perfect. And like the thing, what I like about making bread pudding the most is like. You know, it's no fuss, you know, like I remember being in a restaurant and uh, we made bread pudding for a dessert and we would, you know, we would press it. We would cut it in squares and we would put the sauce on it. It was yeah. just like too fancy. But you know what? Bread pudding. I like it's a I rustic like more, recipe, man. Uh, I like the one my grandma made back in the day, like where yeah. she tore the bread. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't want no fancy ass. I mean, I cut it in cubes, but I'm, I don't want no fancy. ass. Bread pudding. <laughs> you know, And it's funny because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I made this video and I'm. um 
and it's under 40 seconds. So what I realized is uh, people click off within within a second. You have to have one second. I'm realizing. Uh, and I didn't know. Yeah. It, like if so, when you guys are creating videos, man, think about think about one second attention grab hook. Like, mm. you know, it's it's I feel like TikTok is like damaging to the attention span. Right. <laughs> Don't you guys agree? Yeah, that's like, what happened, like, man. Social media. Yeah. Social media has killed it, man. Like, yeah. Like back then, we would sit, you know, I know I remember back in high school, we would sit on YouTube and we we're just like, dude, this is the best ever. You know, you get yeah. to see everything. Then nowadays, it's just flip, 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 flip on, on TikTok. It's like, nope, that doesn't look fun. That doesn't look fun. And yeah, you have, you literally just, have one to one to two seconds. I looked at my last 10 TikTok videos, the analytics, you can pull it up. You can literally pull it up on, if you go to tiktok.com though, not on your cell phone, you can print out the analytics. It gives you a spreadsheet. And it's what I realized is I'm, my videos are way too long. You know what I'm saying? And people are clicking off after 15 seconds, 10, 15 seconds, clicking off. Yeah, they want and, 15 uh, seconds, you know, one, which is uh, nuts. One of the ways to grab their attention that, that I've remembered from at least from like presentation class from college is start off with a question. And it's like that just instantly hooks someone, and yeah, uh, and maybe that's so something you, something you guys can try to see. see yeah, it works. You know what's funny? I'm I'm starting a new and uh, KC, you'll like this shit. It's uh, called uh, Controversial Chef Talk. Yeah, and um, so basically, yeah, I'm baby. starting the series. I'm Let's starting the series where where I just I talk about shit I hate as a chef or that I was taught as a chef that just doesn't make sense to me. And oh, I'll that sounds it, awesome. I'll, yeah, I'll break it here because uh, I'm going to post it here in the next couple of days. But uh, the first one is is and let's talk about it though because I'd like I'd love to hear your opinion, especially as a home cook and and uh, Casey as a chef. I'd love to hear your opinion on this. But blanching and shocking never made sense to me. Correct. Now let me explain. At growing up as a chef, I was always taught the classic French way of you have let's say just asparagus or green beans and then you boil them in a big pot of water with plenty of water and salt. And then you put them in, you submerge them in ice water to stop the cooking process and retain the green. And you know what? Like I just did it because that's what I was told. But then the thing is, is as I started to grow and become a chef, and this is what changed my life is when I came to California and the vegetables that are here. It's just like, listen, I don't care what y'all say. Uh, I'm jealous, man. Hey, East coast. Mm. I don't care what you say. Listen, California has the best motherfucking vegetables and fruit 100%. in the United States. 100%. And I hate to say it like that, but like, dude, that is like, look, listen, I hate California, but I also love it. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I hate the, it. With the Especially for a chef. Bro, I don't want to get into the politics and shit, but like, dude, California is the worst place to live. It's so high. Dude, it's like it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's anyway, so expensive out there, man. Anyway, but, but then when I go to the farmer's market and I'm like touching this fruit and these vegetables that are just fucking alive. Yeah. And so, I'm putting dishes on the menu, and then it's funny because, like, I tried these green beans at the uh, – let's just say green beans at the market, and they were just like – I mean, you could eat them raw. They were sweet. They were crunchy. They were amazing. Jeez. And then I, I get to the restaurant. I cook these green beans like I'm taught, and then by the time they get to the finished plate, I'm like, you know, these just weren't the same. They're not as vibrant. They don't, they don't taste like a green bean. It just tastes like ice water. And um, It just tastes like ice I, water. Yeah, and it's like because when you when you take when you take the green beans from the hot salted water and you plunge them in ice, you're pretty much rinsing all all that salt out. Like you have a little bit on the inside, but that's it. So then I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to shock these. And then I just blanch them in the minimal amount of water as possible. So just enough water to you know to, to bring to a boil, and then I you know steam it right. So basically, slam the green beans in, steam it, and then take them off and let them cool room temperature. Right? And guess what? You yield a better product. That is just I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that to the to the day I die. 
yeah. then it's funny because Sean Brock, Sean Brock, he came to do a oh, chef's I love dinner. Sean Brock. I was just about yeah. to, to mention him. You know what? And he says the same thing. He's like, yeah, I agree with that. And like we did, and he was doing this, uh, this dish with Cobia <clears throat> and I saw one of his cooks, you know, they, they blanched the vegetable, they blanched it, but they like minimal amount of water as possible. And then they lay it flat and let it come to room temperature. And then they save it for service. And I'm like, you know what, this is this, I'm never blanching and shocking again, ever. Mm-hmm. That's the way. And Even I, Sean like Brock to- is all about, all about retaining that original flavor in all of his yes. dishes. So it's, Yes, he's a wonderful chef, man. He is, and you know, it's crazy, man. I'm so glad he got over his, uh, that he's, you know, he's sober now. Um, when we did the chef dinner, man, it was fucking nuts how many, how many drinks I gave him, man. Like, I oh, literally, oh, like, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, we did the chef's dinner, and like, you know, he would, he would ask for a whiskey, you know, like a double, sh- double whiskey, and, and like, and I got so like, cut, like the bartender was like looking at me, like, hey, chef, why do you keep ordering all these? You know, I'm like, hey, just give me the bottle, you know, and then, I have yeah. the bottle on the, in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. For chef, in the chef office, and I'm like, damn, I didn't know. But he, you know, he had a he had a drinking issue. You know what I mean? And like us all, we all have drink. I don't even drink anymore. Yeah. But um, so I'd love to hear your your thoughts on the blanching shocking, Casey. So, a constant battle right now, right? As, as I mentioned, my my chef owner is old school. I I'm talking. He's he's over. He's almost yeah. seventy. And he's he's in that same way. You got a blanch, you got a shock. I'm like, okay, <clears throat> and I'm in the same I'm in the same boat as you uh, when it comes to blanching and shocking. The only time that I fully go blanching and shocking is with pasta, because it takes too long to for service. Uh, I mean, we have to cook it ten almost eight to ten minutes just on pasta alone to be fully cooked and then serve, and it has to be within minutes. However, if you blanch it and then you shock it, it can cook. 30, 45, like 30 to 40 seconds, yeah. right? On the blipping hot water. That's the only time that matters to me. But, but for do him. You, do you put the pasta? Oh, sorry, sorry, let's start to cut you off. Do you put mm, the pasta in ice water? He does, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I know. And I'm just like, then we just lost, then we just lost like the whole purpose of it, right? He's like, no, it, it's still fine. I'm like, mm. how, again, constant battle, right? And then I, I teach him. I, I did this ditch. The Italian um, grandmas are all turning around yeah, yeah. in the grave. <laughs> they're, all just, turning. they're all just turning. They're all just turning. I did this dish in the summer, um, soba noodles, right? And I was teaching him how to do it, uh, how I was accustomed to. He was like, you don't you don't put it in cold water? I was like, mm, no, 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 no. We, we let this come to temp, and then we serve it just like that. And he 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 kind of did one of these things, and then obviously he tasted the dish. He's like, oh, wow, that's a different texture. Like yeah, because you're you're blanching in cold water. He just never he he his brain just didn't go outside the box enough for him to realize. Yeah. So that's that's the main thing that I kind of want to get that out. But you you have to try new things. You have to break yeah. the normal. See what we can do better. How we can improve upon. He's not there yet. I don't think ever still. So <laughs> it's my Dude, job okay. to kind of make it. All right, so look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. You know, it's funny because I'm glad you said that because I used to have to blanch and shock pasta too, and yeah. I thought it was so stupid. I'm like, it why is. this did make? Why would you want to put pasta in ice water? And it's funny because I just did what I was told. And uh, the thing is, is it, and sorry to cut you off, but I my I might have to switch the battery out on my uh, on my camera because it only runs for 30 minutes. Just so if you see me cut out, just keep keep, keep, keep the show going. I'm just gonna <laughs> pop in another battery. Uh, yeah, the dummy battery's coming, but. That's crazy because I'm I'm glad you said that and it's you know with pasta I like to like parboil yes and then just lay out on the sheet pan toss in a little Correct. bit of oil so they don't stick and then boom you're good to go toss it around a little bit 100% that's it. that is it 
100%. Also, another controversial chef talk. Truffle oil. I hate truffle uh, oil. I know we're talking about this. It, bro. And, uh, Rap, here, let do me you explain, use truffle cause... oil? Do I use truffle oil? Do you use truffle oil? No. Good. No, I was just about really. to say. Uh, we're about I, I, to fight I, I a tried it and I'm just like, this is this doesn't taste right. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. Thank you. So so here's the thing. This is and I hate to I hate to be an ass, but like this this truffle oil is nothing but an edible cologne. And yeah. the problem that I have with it is my whole career growing up, so many chefs overuse it. They put it on everything, man. And oh my God. I mean, I remember yeah. you know what? This is this is this is the moment that strikes me. Uh, I worked at the Breakers Resort and we have these truffle fries. And um, I'm not going to lie. They were delicious, minus the truffle oil. It was basically, it was like a vinaigrette, like a mustard champagne vinaigrette with blue cheese, chives. But then we would put like two tablespoons of truffle oil on the fucking french oh, fries. Wow. And then toss them and then serve them. And then two people tablespoons. loved them. Two, two tablespoons. Do you, feel like, do you guys wow. as chefs feel like uh, when you guys write the menu that some chefs just use the word truffle? Just yeah. so they can, you know, at least maintain a price. Yeah, yeah. it's a margin you know thing. And I think, yeah, and I, and honestly, I, I freaking hate it, man. And it's like, I remember, I remember like asking the chef, I'm like, chef, you know, these fries are just delicious with the blue cheese and the vinaigrette. Like, I don't know why we put the truffle in there, but the thing is, is I didn't even know what truffle, real truffle, tasted like at that time. But I knew it was just this was just gross. It was too pungent. It was too like it was just like overwhelming. And then plus that shit never leaves, man. Like it's crazy. But um, just to furthermore, like as I started developing my career and I started to have so many truffles, like, you know, whether you, okay, black winter, white truffle, burgundy truffle, summer truffle, like all over the place. I was choosing truffles. You know, I learned how to choose proper truffles. And then I would also create dishes with truffles. But then when I go back to truffle oil, it was just so gross. They were so gross. There's not even real truffle in truffle oil. And Correct. the thing is, is it's too strong. Truffles are so delicate and they're so delicious. Like if you make a beautiful um, you know, any like if you think about any truffle dish you make, it's super delicate. It's very yeah. delicate. It's light. It's 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 there. It's like a it's like a fragrant mushroom. And I just see so many chefs and so many people like, you know, douse things in truffle oil. And uh, you know what I think truffle oil tastes like? Truffle oil almost tastes like a rancid oil. Oh, yeah. like if, you, if, you, if you smell it, right? Yeah. yeah. And, the, and then the, the problem that I have is like a lot of people that love truffle oil, they don't know what real truffle tastes like. They don't. Yeah. And they just associate truffle oil with truffle. And so they're like, oh, this truffle doesn't smell that strong. And I'm like, no, man, you just haven't had pr real truffles. And it's like I remember going toe to toe with this one chef where we were putting uh, we were putting he would. So we would have a truffle risotto. And then basically the finishing touch, he would pour truffle oil on the top. Right. Ugh. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm just like, I'm like, chef, we need to stop this. We can't do this. This is, I'm like, look, just go, let's go sit in the dining room and let's go eat it. I'm like, look, look, because the problem is, is you're not, it's not calculated. It's just, you're, 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 you're literally trusting the cook, not like it just ruins the risotto. That's all <laughs> you feel in your pat palate. All you can feel is that edible cologne, man. And it's, it, it drives me crazy, man. It's like, I, it takes over everything. I, it takes over everything. Yeah, and, and you know what? You know what's funny is uh, Truff sent me a package. Truff sent me a uh, saw whatever the company. Listen, great nice. company, and I I felt bad, but this was the first mistake I made as a creator. They were like, "Hey, we'd love to send you some sauce." You know, blah blah blah. And I don't know if there was a I don't know so long ago. I don't remember, I don't remember, but I felt obligated to make a video. You know what I mean? And it's so funny because they reached back out and they were like, "Hey, we we're just wondering. We just want to follow up." And I'm like, you know, I'm so sorry. I I hate it. I hate them all. I don't I like them at it. all. 
Yep. And, and the thing is, is I'm like, I'm so sorry. And now don't get me wrong. That's just because I don't like it. Doesn't mean you're not going to like it. Correct. Okay. So yeah. please, everybody to, look, sauce is a great company. I heard, I've heard they are a great sponsor, but for me, I don't want to sacrifice my, what, like I, what I truly believe. I can't make a video and say that this is going to be good because, you know, I, I, truffle oil in hot sauce is, it really is. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So I, re, so I, to, I, I think I told you guys this, that I review knives for yeah. for a lot of the content on my on my channel and you know honesty and integrity is so important yeah. you know and 100%. it's like it's like you, you need to find that fine line between like being rude and disrespectful mm -hmm. to a company and just being yeah. dead honest you know and, yeah uh, it's a, it's it's a hard it's a hard line to walk yeah and i and listen i the thing is is i am i am uh that was the first mistake i made as a creator but I have to be honest to myself, man. And I just can't stand truffle oil, man. I just can't. It's just me. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, dude, I went through, I tasted the hot sauce. I'm like, dude, listen, hot sauce to me is, is, is cheap. Sorry. Mm. It's cheap. It's like, but it's good. It's delicious. Like when I worked at Saison, we fermented our own hot sauce from farmer's market vegetables, right? We bottled it up. We sold it. But the thing is, is hot sauce for me is a condiment that is a dollar fifty. It is not yeah. twenty fucking dollars. Hundred <laughs> percent. You know, it's it's crazy. You say that because uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of the the hot sauce company Fuego that does the hot sauce boxes. Yeah, and they so, so they curate mm -hmm. you know a bunch of different hot sauces, and some of their like single like small boutique bottles are so expensive because it's just small batch. Uh, and, uh, mm. And I'm used to, you know, the the the, the Louisiana hot sauce for like a dollar fifty for like a giant bottle, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you the know quality what, man, I, is there, but it's it's just the price difference is huge. Yeah, but it's like think about what you use hot sauce for as a dish. So if you're having a roasted if you're having a dish and the hot sauce is more expensive than the fucking dish, dog, come on. We're gonna have issues. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so it's, funny, it's funny because I had this same argument with the restaurant I used to work at. I'm like, listen, chef, we cannot sell the hot sauce for twenty dollars. We just can't. I'm like, I will seven ninety nine to nine dollars. I think is reasonable. Our cost is X Y Z. Yes, we're gonna we're not making. You know, we were at like thirty percent food cost, which we could do more on hot sauce. But like, it was the bottle. The bottle cost more. And mm. uh, and it's funny because boom, once we put it at that price point, sales up, 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 up. And uh, I'm like, listen, it has to be under ten bucks, man. I'm sorry, yeah. But that's not that's not to say that Sauce isn't a good company and that they're truffle whatever uh, truff. You know, they're a good company. They treat their uh, sponsees very well. I, I'm not going to sit here and bash about them as a company. Their marketing is out of control. Their mm. marketing is so good, man. And uh, the only beef I have with them is that uh, they don't tag Philip in the in the in the videos. You oh, see yeah, how Philip does the videos? videos? Yeah, tag yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, you need 100%. to put that in your contract next time, dog. You need to put that in the, For real. In the contract. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. Like, I guess for in terms of like we use truffles, uh, not truffle. We use truffle oil in a restaurant and we use it in a vinaigrette. But I'm just like every time I do use it, chef is like, oh, it's about three tablespoons. I'm like, blip, blip, blip. Uh, three, three, three drops. Cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't want to use it. I used to mix it. I used to mix it with canola oil, man. I would take the take a bottle, pour out half and I would mix it with canola oil because I should. It's just ridiculous. It's just so intense. I'm just like, ugh. It, yeah, it, it was just ridiculous because, like, the problem is. Just don't do like, it in it, front of them. <laughs> yeah, it will ruin a dish, man. It will ruin a dish. But anyway, we'll, we'll get out of the truffle, truffle oil sand. I think um, <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about knives because I, this is something that I am. Uh, so I, um, I want to talk to you about knives because, like, 
I think this is a really good topic and I just want to give you kind of my, uh, like, you know, one minute summary of my point of view. (laughs) So basically when I started as a cook, I was so into knives, man. Like I would, you know, when Mm. I was cooking, like, like, bro, listen, let me tell you something, man. I got this knife tattoo when I was like, when I was deep into it, man, I used to geek out. I would like do my knives on my days off. I would spend hours polishing, bro. Okay. Yeah. Hour. Like I'm Hour. sitting there smoke, smoking a Newport, <laughs> like, you know, on the West Zone. And I took I so you. much pride in execution in my knife. I was a knife geek. And uh, uh, I remember like one thing I asked for Christmas for my girlfriend was this Michelle Bra <laughs> Chun knife. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it was crazy. But, oh, you know, obviously over time, as you become a chef, you know, you're, you, you step away from the knife, you're more delegating. And then the thing is, is it just becomes a tool. Right. And, mm, uh, sure. you know, you, you, I pretty much grew out of like being a knife geek and now like I use knives just to get my job done and I just keep them tight. I keep them pristine, but yep. at the same time, it's like, I love the fact of, you know, when people, when, when I used to be really into knives, how there's, how there's, there's this community of people that are also just knee deep into Crazy knives, about knives. Like, yes. like especially yeah. Japanese knives. And, uh, and it's funny because that's a whole rabbit hole, man. It it is. And it is like, dog, if you type in knife sharpening on YouTube, oh my goodness, you're like, (laughs) but I wanted to talk to you about like, what types of knives do you like to use? What type, uh, what do you suggest for a new person or for a new, uh, for a home cook, for a new, like a budget friendly knife? I made, I made videos on uh, a few only because it's like my most requested uh, thing. Like people ask me like all the time, how do you sharpen the knife? How do you do Mm -hmm. this? But I always like stress that like, Hey, I'm not a knife maker and I'm not a knife geek anymore. And I'm not, um, you know, but I am a chef and I do keep my knife sharp. I choose to use Mm -hmm. whetstone, but I'm not opposed to like using anything. The only thing that I will say is controversial. And I'd love to get, I'd love to get your point of view on this. Uh, And I'm going to say it because we're going to jump right in. I don't like, (laughs) I don't like to use a honing steel. Now, let me oh, yeah. okay, let me explain. I think when I was growing up as a chef, um, a lot of cooks and a lot of people, a lot of chefs, they use the honing steel to try to sharpen their knife. And this mm-hmm. is a common practice. People are like just hitting it, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it. And it used to make me so furious because I'm like, hey, your knife is dull. You need to sharpen it, you know? And yeah. it's like, and then so mm-hmm. when I became a chef, when I was running a kitchen, I said, and I, I got rid of all the honing steels and I just kept the stones and water in the butcher shop. And I'm like, I don't want to see any honing steels. You guys need to, you know, use a polishing stone, use a strop and yeah. a strop block. And, uh, and I will argue that I think that is the best way to keep your knife tip top. Yep. I agree honing. with you. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of people disagree and I'm and they're like, well, if you use the honing, right. Then, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you, but guess what? 90% of people do not use the honing steel correctly. You know, yeah. well, you know, there's, there's kind of a little bit of a science behind, you know, like honing steels, like depending on the material and depending on, you know, the Rockwell hardness and everything of your knives. Mm-hmm. Anything from my belief, like anything above like a 60 Rockwell hardness, you shouldn't use honing honing steel because it just damages the edge. And yeah. uh, you should probably go for like a strop. But anything, you know, a little bit softer, you know, eventually your edge just kind of bends a little bit and the honing steel really just straightens the edge back out but eventually yeah. that edge is going to wear down and yeah. you just have to sharpen it yeah yeah and then but but you can agree i see a lot of people just use the honing steel just like whacking it for no reason no no like and and i'm not going to sit here and lie i used to use the diamond honing steel way back in the day mm-hmm. oh and i'll fuck up your knives they're rough on knives man little did i know i didn't know man but i was using the diamond diamond uh honing steel honing rod on my japanese Uh knife 
And what I realized is like, yes, it would give me a temporary sharp edge. But what I realized is I was just ripping metal off that knife, ripping mm. it, dude. And I didn't know because I didn't, I didn't freaking. Oh, it know. hurts, man. I didn't when you know. Find until, out it hurts. <laughs> yeah, and, until until I was, uh, I, I remember. I don't know who was. I don't remember, but they were just like, "Hey, like you should not use this for your knife. It, you're just yeah. fucking it up." And I'm like, "Well, what do you mean?" And I sharp, man. Like I can feel. I can slice a tomato. And they're like, "I know, but there's microscopic tears in this metal." And he's like, yeah. you might not understand this, but he's like, you know, this is what I suggest. And I'm like, okay. Because in all honesty, I didn't know how to sharpen a knife properly until I took mm. the time and energy to learn how to use a whetstone properly. I went down the rabbit hole of just learning how to use it, videos. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was Corinne.com that um, they came and they gave – this was a long time ago. They, they, um, they came and they were selling knives and they gave us a knife, uh, knife sharpening demo. And I nice. asked this guy 30,000 questions and he's like, yeah. And he's like, listen, listen, this is what you want to do. And I'm like, okay, great. And I went and I got the little, is it Vincent thing. with the glasses? Um, you know what? I don't recall his name. This was a long time ago, but, uh, it might, I don't know his name, but in I, New York I city, know he, right? He's still, yeah. He's still, yeah. The current, same yeah. guy. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. But, um, yeah, he just, yeah. I, I remember just picking his brain. He's got and, a wealth of knowledge. Bruh. Yeah, it was crazy. And then the thing is, is what it takes is it takes time and repetition. And what I did was I went to the store and I got a kiwi knife, the mm -hmm. shitty ass $6 kiwi mm. knife, man. It's like a tin. It's like cutting with a tin can. And, uh, <laughs> and but you I know what? that thing is so thin. It just blows through stuff, man. Like yeah. it really does. Yeah. And you know what? If somebody fucked it up, you're not upset about it. And I practiced exactly. sharpening. I practiced sharpening on that thing. And then I kind of understood the angle the you know and but anyway it just takes it takes practice it takes repetition and then i finally felt comfortable as a chef teaching people how to sharpen right because it's so subjective right it really mm -hmm. is it's like everybody keeps their knife sharp and like all i care as a chef is make sure your shit is sharp like i don't want yeah. to, i don't want to see you using a dull knife and um i remember getting to a point where like my sous chefs were just working so much like they would send their knives to J knife imports, like in an Uber to get sharpened. And uh, this was the solution. And I'm like, I wouldn't let anybody else touch my knives except for him. But like at yeah. the same time, the, you know, the, the moral of the story is just keep the knife sharp. But I wanted to get your point of view. Cause I'm sure you use a whetstone, right? You use a whetstone. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you use Casey? I'm a whetstone guy, but like, hold on before Raph, I know this might be a little cringe for you, but give me one sec. I pulled up your video oh, here. Okay. I know, I know you're rocking a 240 mil uh, Guto here. Is this your main? Okay, okay. So we just played a video real quick. Look at that beauty. Yeah, boy. Look at that! Look at that! Look at that! It's so I'm nice. I need you guys to critique that that technique, man. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Beautiful little Julianne's. How does that knife yeah. perform? But like you know, before before we do answer the question, I know you said uh, whetstone. Um, have you tried the oil stones by any chance? I think I have one oil stone downstairs, but I have never used it. I've never mm. used an oil stone before. Got it, got it, got it. So how does that knife perform? The one that, that we just one, watched? Because I, I think, I think that you have one that knife set. is heading above his weight class. Um, that's actually one of the Indonesian makers that, that I really support. Actually, not trying to to try to sell my own shit here but, but yeah i actually i stock a you couple should. of their knives and, and and sell them so that's kind of how much i believe in their work because uh. for the price you pay for those knives it's just like 
it's the grind of the knives are just hitting way above its weight class. Uh, mm. Edge retention wise is probably, of course, not as good as like your expensive Japanese knives, but yeah, is it's, it stainless? A, it's a good enough trade off for the price, you know, that you yeah. can really put a you can put a really sick edge on that thing. So mm. that's a good point. That's a good point. So for that two forty, what what did it was it run you? Uh, that one right, right. I'm selling, I think, for like a hundred bucks. Oh, damn. Come on. That's Steel. a no brainer then. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So, what do you yeah. suggest for the new, for the new, let's say, home cook or new chef? What do you suggest as far as a knife? For the new chef or, or just like a home cook? Uh, yeah. Again, I guess trying to trying to push my own shit here too, right? Uh, <laughs> I actually just dropped a, uh, a, a knife shopping guide on my YouTube channel. So, okay. I go through probably a lot more detail there, but yeah, honestly, you know, if, if it just kind of depends on your budget, right. Um, I agree. I know everyone has a different budget, you know, uh, I, if you have like 60 bucks, I stand behind the Misa knives. They are mm. really, really good knives for the price. Um, mm. but if you got a little bit more to splurge, then, then, you know, you can, you can grab one of my knives, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, what? you, you, yeah, you just, make a great. Jiro's are great, you know, for, yeah. for the price too. You make a great point, and uh, and I'll be honest, I it's so funny when people ask me what type of knife should I get, what should, I, and I'm I'm just like, you know, it's so subjective, man. Like, yeah, it is. Just 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 like so, I'll, I'll tell you what I use. So basically, at home, I use the Miyabi, and then I, at work, mm-hmm. I use Mizono's. Mizono, I I love Mizono's because like they're readily available. They're workhorse knives. The UX10, I have a carbon. And I've just, for some reason, I've grown to love them. And mm-hmm. I know they're not a super expensive knife. And I know they're not a really cheap knife. But guess what? Mm-hmm. If somebody steals one, I'm not going to be sad. Or if something like if it falls on the floor, like by accident, I'm not going to like lose my shit. Like back in the day, yeah, one, of my West, one of my Western style Japanese knives fucking hit the floor or one of my traditional Japanese knives hit the floor. God, you're losing my mind, son. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's really important to take in consideration. Like if you're new, I, I, this is what I tell people. I tell people all the time, like, Hey, do yourself a favor, go to Sir tab, go to a knife shop and just put a knife in your hand. Right. Yeah. Go, yeah, from, feel there, it. go from there. Because the thing is, is like, you have to pick what type of knife you want. And it's like, there mm-hmm. is so many out there, but I will tell you one thing. These little fucking twenty twenty dollar Amazon, uh, you know, in the wood knives with the freaking like, yeah. dude. There's there there's so many companies that reach out. Oh, can you can you check out my product? I'm like, I already know it's trash. Like I can just look <laughs> at it. I yeah, this actually, uh, I actually uh, have have a funny story for you in regards to that. Uh, let's just not drop their name, but but. Uh, long story short, they they sent me a knife. They weren't happy with the review. They're just like, "Hey, we can't work with you if if oh, you don't pull the review." I'm just like, "Hey, I guess we can't work together anymore," you know, yeah. because I'm not going to pull the mm. review because it's my my viewers and and gaining my re- viewers trust is yeah way higher on the priority list than yeah. yeah. You you know what's crazy? It's funny you say that because I'll say the brand. Uh, Kulina sent me <laughs> knives. Kulina, <laughs> Kulina, whatever. And, uh, brand. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Listen, I ain't complete the pitch, man. I, I, I didn't even respond to the to the fucking email. But I will. I'm not gonna lie. I used the knife to. Uh, they, I forgot what knife they sent me, but I used the knife to um, uh, take down a wild boar, like uh, like where the ribs are, because nice. I was yeah. just hacking away at it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not gonna lie, I did a really good job. But 
dog the, it's not even pounded like the, the the craftsmanship of that knife is just trash mm. dog. it's just yeah. trash the handle was uneven the paint it, it looks like it was painted on not hammered the the pattern it's painted yeah. on mm-hmm. painted like yeah <laughs> what what i'm like is this black paint that's not even hammered i'm and like okay a, and they're expensive it, it, man they're not cheap yeah and you know what and uh you know i love you know and i i will i will be honest and say like that would be my downfall. If I use that knife in a video and say, hey, go get this knife, man, I, you might have just take, dog, take my chef title, man. Like, yep. come on. Man. <laughs> take like my that, title. That knife, but, but this is the problem. Some people, and I'll be honest, I'll play devil's avocado here. Some people don't need a workhorse knife and they just want a knife to look cool and they might use it once or twice. And this, this knife is just going to be for show on a cutting board, right? Like, yeah. all right, I totally get it. I totally get it's it. It's content just, creation, man. It's all about the flashy yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so, and so I'm and like, I'm like, okay, I totally get it. Like, you know, I get it. But in all honesty, if you want a knife to last the, if you want a knife to last the distance, you want to invest in a really good knife. And that knife is trash. It's like, yeah. it, it, I mean, you can't use that in a line, man. I mean, it's so heavy. I mean, think no. about the fatigue it's going to cause in your hands. If you're, Bro, you're going if through like, that, like 100 pounds of onion. If, you know. if any of that, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It started oxidizing very quick, but it wasn't like carbon steel oxidization. It was like tin oxidization. You know, you know what I'm oh, talking gross. about? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and um, you know. Anyway, I don't use the knife. I just used it one, like once or twice. But like I, I I knew it right from the because the what the what they sent me was that oh it's this is carbon steel. This is blah 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 blah. And I'm just like yeah, all right, sounds good, man. Send it to me. And then I I get the knife and I'm like yeah, there's no fucking way ever. I you know, I actually mentioned that in my video saying how how a lot of companies hide behind these marketing terms, you know, yeah. carbon yeah. steel. It's high carbon steel. It's high carbon steel. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, you know? exactly. It, it tells me nothing. It tells me yeah. nothing at all, because yeah. most good companies that use high quality steel, they cannot wait to tell you what kind of steel it is. They're just like, oh, yeah, ask away, yeah. you know, that's why I will be honest. And I know Miyabi is uh kind of generic but i gotta be honest man i bought i went to uh, a great knife man dude they are nice i wish i have them i don't listen (laughs) listen i bought the the set of classic uh miyabi uh, way back in the day Mm -hmm. from bed bath and beyond 20 percent off i just needed a set of house knives and i was like you know i'm just get these trashy knives because you know it's fine it was like 350 bucks for the full set right like and i'm like yeah fuck it like i'm gonna get these that way if something happens i'm not gonna be sad if my wife decides to put in the dishwasher whatever and uh I still have them, dude. We're yeah, talking eight nice. years later. I still yeah. have them. They're still crispy sharp. <laughs> like, the quality, bro. <laughs> yes, man. And, and like my wife knows not to put them in the dishwasher, but I was just, I, I was actually blown away at how the craftsmanship is on that knife. And um, I use them at home. And then I also have the Birchwoods, which are my absolute favorite. I love the Birchwood, man. And I love how hey, light they good looking knives. Yeah. Right I don't. What do you I, use, I don't. Casey? So, I mean, I've had my knives for eleven years now. All of them, all forty-two. I think I'm forty-two, forty-three. Nice. My, my main, my main. I have two sets. Brandon has three sets, so we're, we're just talking about it. But like, my main thing is a cleaver. I, I, I'm always comfortable. It's not necessarily heavy, but it's heavier than your standard Western knife, right? But I can chop. I can smack. I can literally do everything with that. And then I can I can scoop and put stuff out. So I have two cleavers that I work with, but my my longest knife, which is 11 years old, is my Tojiro uh, 240 mil um, Kiritsuke. So it's just like a 
high car, literally high carbon. And it, the edge, if I need to slice for service, like steak or whatever the fuck it is, um, that knife comes out. Literally just, here we go, boom, boom, nice, nice and long. So it's just, it's just, it looks like a fucking katana to begin with. But that's what I use for the most part uh, on my all my locations. I know, I see your knives in the back of you. What is your main, what is your main knife? Let me ask uh, you that. Honestly, my main knife, because I review so many knives, I kind of have to rotate them around just because I do like a okay. six months follow up on them. So I kind of rotate them. And so I have two 40s, two 240s. I have a Gritske and a Bunker that I, that I have on there right now. Um, I'd say out of all of the knives, the Bunker is probably one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. It's short. It's compact. But, you know, when I'm doing bigger cuts, of course, you guys probably prefer the bigger knives to like the 240s. I do, too. But um, that bunk is just super thin and uh, it just it just blows through the food, man. Yeah. Man, I mean, that's, that's dope. Different purposes for different different stuff. Right. Like if I were when I used to when I used to debone the small tunas, we're talking like 100 pounds. That's small. Um, medium tunas are like two, three hundred pounds but like when you see the bonum i use debas and they're they're really heavy set and like people what people don't understand about japanese knives um some of them you don't use you don't cut this way with the debas uh with that angle it's a push it's a push motion so when i i still remember one of my cooks he was like why are you pushing i'm like let me let me show you an actual why why it's that motion when you're cutting fish specifically and he was like oh wow i never thought of it i think we all everybody just want to kind of slice in one motion like that, mm. different purpose, you know. So, yeah, I remember stuff. Brandon doing a, a, a diba on on the on the coconut. Oh yeah, yeah, I, that video. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Some people it's so funny because like uh, that that my deba it's a Masimoto and uh, it's really nice, man. It's uh, dude, I That's love that sweet, knife, man. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, that knife is so well built, man. It's so heavy. yeah, man. And uh, I would I would mm. break down. I, but I'm, here's the thing. This is the problem. Like I remember getting that for breaking down fish, and the mm-hmm. thing is, is I've just got so accustomed to using my slicer for fish, not a fillet knife, not yeah, a boning yeah. knife, a slicer, like a ten inch mm-hmm. motherfucking meat slicer. Like uh, you know, <laughs> and it's funny because like uh, you know, working at Saison, um, you know, I was kind of like forced to use the deba, and uh, I'll tell you what, man, break it down, kampachi uh, or hamachi with the deba is really nice, but I was just so much more comfortable with. Um, with using a slicer, which is crazy. It depends on your hand. A lot of, you know how you feel too. Yeah. So it, it all just depends that's, on. That's, that's like what it. I'm saying. I like the stiff. I like the stiff blade. I don't like the super flexible boning knife blade. I just thought. I just thought I had more control and more leverage with the slicing knife, and uh, so I use. I use the slicer. The Mizono Carbon. It's my. It's my. It's my go-to. Lots nice. of name drops here. People are like, what? Mizo what? Yeah. But, what? Miyabi what? But yeah, to to play devil's avocado, usually I would use a machete with a coconut, but I don't have a machete here, man. And not a lot of people yeah. do, but I just say, hey, yo, use a heavy bottom knife. Make sure you use the heel of the knife. Like, trust me, that devil was not even phased, son. And plus, you, you can use the Kulina for it, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I should have, man. I should have, but I didn't want to give him a free. Well, I, you know, listen, no disrespect to their, their company and what they're doing, but um, those knives are stamped and they're not taking, they're just mass produced. And yeah. uh, I hope people will realize that. 
And uh, oh, people for, over get get ripped off by them, man. I I hate that I hate that to say it because that's that's kind of the that's actually the company that I was talking about earlier. Oh, really? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't and, blame uh, it. Well, they they sent can, out a whole I bunch of guys, this, uh, a whole bunch of creators. By the way, Raf, I don't if you if you don't want this line, I can I can edit this out just in I'll case. All right, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know what other knife? I, it's, company it's out there on my yeah. channel anyway, so it's it's no yeah. secret. <laughs> you know what other knife company reached out to me that uh, that wanted me to do some sponsor posts was Kuma. I haven't had a chance to try their knives, but Kuma, have you heard of Kuma knives? Yeah, the one with the bear, right? I think I they think have so. a bear on their sign. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard I've some never, people. I've never had had a chance to try him. So yeah, <clears throat> I don't even waste time with knife companies, man, because like it's like uh, you know, unfortunately, it's just like I don't know, man. It's so it's so subjective for me. Like it's just not my it's not my cup of tea. The what I will say is is that if I were to test a knife, the things that I look for is that it's well built. It's going to be there mm -hmm. for the longevity, right? Like I'm not going to lie, Japan just does it so well. Right, like they do. I mean, come on, man. Their craftsmanship is just like, like you know, like everybody is like floating around here, and then like Japan is just. I mean, I have a, I have a, a chef knife that is made that has like, like it, it's, it was just. I don't know who the knife maker is, but I just remember him explaining this story to me and how mm. it's generation generational and how he was explaining to me and like, it. I was so sold on this knife, and I mean, I was just like, yo, take my money, man, like. Take, it, take, <laughs> take, it. Yep. take yeah. my money, and, and you know, to to add to that, I also want to kind of shed and uh, and give the spotlight to to a lot of the the American craftsmen too, like the oh. actual bladesmiths. I mean, they we have some great talent here in the states too. So I don't mm. I don't want I don't want people to always think you have to go Japanese route yeah. for the best knives, you know, because if if you if you dive a little that's another rabbit hole man like yeah like yeah american that's another one we can go so, into so what 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 american bladesmiths do you like and let me and then i'll see if i know any of them or like no like no of them because i agree uh, with you 100%. there there's one uh bladesmith that i was um that i was going to order a knife from that i wanted to check out and that was a half face blades i don't i don't think i've heard of those guys before okay i think they come out of san diego i think i think it's san diego i'm not sure i feel bad now but uh go ahead yeah. tell me Tell me who you, who you uh, like. <clears throat> one of the guys that I really like is uh, is Jeff Vader. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of him before. His Jeff his Vader. Is, yeah, Vader. Uh, F E V E R. Uh huh. Uh, Jeff spelled G E O F F. Um, great guy. Uh, what I really like about his his knives are his handles. His handles okay. are amazing. I mean, he's he's Sick. an artist. Can you pull it uh, up, Casey? Is this it? Fader knives? Yeah. We're looking at the same yep. one. Oh, okay. Great, great guy. Um, runs a runs a knife podcast too. Uh, so he has okay. two podcasts going. So, so maybe you guys, maybe you guys can team up, man, and, uh, and yeah, uh, and talk where, talk more. Where knives. is he located? He, I think he is in New York. Or wow, he's cl oh, he's closer yeah, to you, good. Casey. Yeah, beautiful. Ooh. 1084 carbon that's that's what's up that's some high quality shit right there tell me right now it's yeah a little so, so too I, short. I just you know just kind of want to give the spotlight but to to some american bladesmiths too do i don't want i don't knife? want people ever, do you have his knife have you tried it his knife not not yet man not yet oh, it's okay. uh it's wow. still in my on my bucket list on my yeah. i'm still saving for it <laughs> oh okay i see what you mean he won't do a sponsor post with you he won't do a sponsor sponsorship with you 
Uh, you know, Have I you never asked, asked but ask. I don't. I also don't want to because I feel like sometimes if you if you respect the craftsman, you don't you don't want to uh, to Correct. go that route and be like, hey, oh, you know. I see what you mean. And, yeah. and even even when some of the the craftsmen that I do reach out to, um, I still try to give them something for it. You know, if if, if it's not translating to sales or anything like that. Yeah, I would I would be more than happy to pay them back for it, you know, for for if they're mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, your video didn't didn't get any views or whatever. You know what? You, you you came out of pocket for your material. I am more than happy to pay for your work. You know, yeah. Because- you know what? That's that's what I try to tell people. Um, uh, That's what I really try to tell sponsorship now is just like is like uh, there's so many ads on TikTok that like mm-hmm. TikTok is not pushing it unless it's in the creator marketplace. And yeah. uh, I would never do a, a video for uh, quote unquote views anymore, you know, but, uh, that's dude, that's dope, man. I want to, ch- I want to check out his knives, man. I think there's a lot of good knife makers as well. There's one in Hawaii too. I forgot what his name is. Um, but, uh, I was looking at his knives dope, but like, that's the thing. It's just like, I, I just can't justify it, bro. I got so many knives. Yeah. Like, we have too many, bro. I have dog, 42, I, 43 today. I just bought another one. I, I bought a, I, 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 I got an open listen, L I, the other day. I'm, I'm at like, I'm at like 60 plus. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nice. Cause like, it so just depends on what set, I so, need to do. So I have a full set of uh, Mizonos in Los Angeles for work, and then I have a full set, the same exact set here in the Bay Area for work, and then wow. at my house I have two and a half sets of my obbies. and um, <laughs> then I'm not even including the knives that I've just collected over the years: the Shun, the Michelle Bra, the freaking Japanese yeah. knives, the fucking special. Japanese cutting knives because once I figured out that you need a knife for each task in the kitchen, dude, you're screwed. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Unless you're a Chinese chef, right? Then you have one, one yeah. Chinese cleaver. chef knife to one cleaver that rules it all right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I keep I buying never... knives. I just use a cleaver anyway. Yeah. But you, you make a good point, man. I never um, really got into the, the Chinese cleaver, but I always wanted to, you know, and, um, it's just it was just too clunky to carry around in the kitchen, you know, like that was the problem. Like in my knife, like putting it in my knife case. I remember uh, having it in my knife case. I was like, yeah, fuck that. Like I don't want to. I don't want to carry <laughs> this bitch around. It depends. <laughs> Once you get used to it, though, I'll tell you you'll love it. I'll tell you right now. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna give yeah, you one, and you're gonna be like, yes, yes, <laughs> this is it. Right yeah, here. that's funny. I kind of float in between them. I I I I, uh, I use the Chinese chef knife sometimes, but uh. A lot of times I still default back to the 240 because it's just the extra length sometimes just just yeah. makes things so much easier, you know. Yeah, it's a big boy knife. So so let me ask you something, Ralph. Where where do you see your um content creation going in the next five years? What do you what do you think? What's your goal? To be honest with you, 2022, like at least this year, I'm trying to get back into food. Um it's still my passion. I think, you know, on our call, we we kind of talked about how we get into kind of a creative rut and yeah. you get bored with the, the content that you're creating. And to be honest, as much as I love knives, I'm getting bored with it. Um, yeah. And I, and I want to, to dive back into, into creating food. Um, yeah. So, so probably creating more food content, I'm not going to completely forego, you know, reviewing knives and, 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 and doing, doing that portion because there's a huge audience on my channel that yeah. I just can't forget about, you know, they, they help me build up the channel. So, mm-hmm. um, so that, that, you know, 
they they mean a lot to me you know as yeah. you guys know like your your audience is is your support so, i know i am so close to monetizing on youtube it's ridiculous so i can't wait almost, to get to almost that, there to bro over there yeah i know man You're i'll almost get there, there but i'm just like i've just almost been there. slowly chipping away at the block and uh yeah i just man i'm so close because i i think I, i'm gonna lie i'm not gonna lie i prefer doing youtube much better than any of other course thing. because because i don't have to like I don't have to cut so many things out, right? Like, I feel like TikTok and IG is just a highlight reel, like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and you'll see like most of my videos are just short and choppy. But I wanted to go against the grain and start posting three minute videos just to be like, yo, fuck it. I'm, I don't want to post a 15, 30 second video. I want to post a three minute video. And I'm going to do that because uh, I think the controversial ones will work better. I but, think so. Uh, 100%. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, they yeah. work. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to hear more. 100%. Yeah. I got you. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to post it. I mean, it's literally just a turn and shoot and post. And uh, I, I really like doing that because sometimes I'll just think of an idea. Um, and just, you know, and I'll just go with it. But uh, I know we got to wrap it up here soon, Casey. But uh, I wanted to ask one more question. And sure. the thing is, is uh, so basically with food creation, right? What I think is really good and what i re realize is like you just have to post it okay yeah don't worry about what anybody's gonna say to you or think in the comment section because i feel like a lot of people get into the space of like well what if i don't do this right what if i don't do this right and then they just don't fucking do it right they just don't yeah. they just stop and what i recommend is just post it like it doesn't matter like i, I had one yeah go ahead go ahead I, mean, I was gonna say I have a I had one creator like you know before he before he posted anything he would just ask me like hey can you just review this man can you just check and make sure I'm not doing anything wrong I'm like dude you're in your you're in your house you can do whatever the fuck you want you can yeah. do seriously like mm -hmm. there's no rules when you're cooking at your own home for your own family and uh, as long as you're keeping it safe I guess right <laughs> yeah and it's like it's like I just urge to post it post it and then over time you'll build more confidence and you'll just you know you, you'll crush it like but everything is so subjective i appreciate man. that advice man yeah like everything is so subjective and, and trust me when i tell you like i see a lot of home cooks doing stuff that like professional chefs wouldn't do but like what people don't realize is that they're that's their fucking house you ain't gonna tell me yeah. how to cook in my goddamn house like yeah yeah no. right. <laughs> like so just just keep that in mind like when you're creating content the only gray area in the the um the only like issue that I see is like if you're trying to teach somebody, you know, and it's a bad yeah. technique. Like, dude, if you want to show how to make macaroni, like I would just keep it like that. Like if you're going to make macaroni and cheese, that's what you're inspired to make and you want to make it this way. There's nothing wrong with that. Just post it. Post it. And of course, of course, everybody's going to tell you how their grandma made mac and cheese and how it's not. It's greasy and this, that. Who cares? Bro, if you look at my comments. I think the problem with the space is that so many people are, are, are self-proclaimed experts, right? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and we, we, we like why. to comment section chefs <laughs> and you know like when i when i entered especially in the knife space i just know there's just a wealth of knowledge out there i know there are so many guys out there that, that knows so much more than i do and i just default to a lot of people like hey you know what if, you, if i'm saying something wrong let's talk about it down in the comments and yeah. that way it keeps your audience engaged you know and uh, and i never i never approach anything like i'm the expert because yeah. i think that's if you approach anything like you're an expert, you kind of leave no room to learn. And, yeah. uh, and that's not a good space I, to be in. Hey, I'm, you know? I'm the same way. I'm the same way, man. And I try to, I try to explain, I try to tell people the same thing. Like I'm not perfect, man. I make mistakes like all the time.
but I'm I get over them quickly. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you go take a shit, you wipe your ass, you don't bring the toilet paper with you. No, 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 <laughs> no exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's a no. great analogy. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like, dude, I, I literally like the, the video I'm about to post today. You, you guys will see it. It's like you'll see the brioche. It's a quick scene, but it's like it's concaved on one side. That was a mistake. That was my mistake. I made the mistake. I'm not perfect. And I'll admit it. Um, same thing. Like there's just, you know, I constantly make mistakes. But the thing is, is I don't cry about them and I don't let anybody, um, you know, you have to learn from it, right? You just have yeah, to learn from it. it. Exactly. But it's like, it's like for chefs, we know this, like if we fuck up, okay, boom, you either remake it or you go. That's why there's this one video. And then I'll leave with this. I'm going to do edit and I feel bad because I don't want to crush this guy's soul and I don't want people to come after him. But man, this motherfucker and you'll see what video I put. <laughs> he, dude, he posted a freaking video of, uh, Salty's going to have like, to join in on it, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I will Actually, be there. You know what? You know what? Pull it up. Let's, let's make this the ending. Hey, pull Which it up. One? Hey, uh, <laughs> Chef Salty, go to, go to Problem Solved TikTok. Here, problem here we solved go, TikTok. man. Problem Solved TikTok? Yeah, Problem Solved. Okay. Uh, and, and I want you to pull this video, and then I want to talk about it, and then we'll end with this. this uh okay. hold this on. Because I'm going to do at this video because it's really bothering me. Problem Solved? Just Problem Solved? Pro, yeah, oh, his page. Problem Solved. Yeah, and you'll see he's verified. Verified. Okay, which uh, one? In, uh, big dude uh pull up the salty potato okay the the one in the middle the potato where he's holding the potato let's watch this, this video one? and then oh, I'll this give one. My feedback yeah go ahead play it Ugh. all right okay all right so so i'm gonna i'm just gonna say it and and see this is the problem because i don't want to sound negative <laughs> and i don't want to sound aggressive or gatekeeping what the fuck is he doing what I the don't know. fuck in the sh- like yo excuse my language but like this here's the thing this is what i this is what i despise like do not tell people to do this shit because me as a chef when i hire a cook and they make something too salty right they're gonna stick a fucking potato in there casey if somebody did that in the goddamn restaurant <laughs> you come on now that's also you know. grandma knowledge man now, like now, I, think, I think that's where he's coming from i know and but what i'm saying is is this is this is where somebody like me it's gonna be is gonna be kind of like okay, you can do whatever you want in your own house. That's great, but the problem is is that he has an influence on the younger generation of cooks. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, here's my issue, and this is why I'm I I, I don't want to do edit. I'm just because. <laughs> all right, first thing, first thing, you, you got to put the kid gloves on, man. You got to yeah, put the kid yeah. gloves Yo, on. First thing. <laughs> It is not rocket science. If you that soup is already cooked, if you put yeah. that big ass fucking potato in there, it's gonna take thirty to forty minutes to cook properly. Hundred percent. So guess what happens to the other ingredients in there? What happens? Dead. It is mush. Dead. You might as well throw the whole thing in the garbage, right? Next, that is not how you fix a salty soup. Okay. Yeah. No, you don't drop a fucking potato in there. Okay. Get the get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> The problem that I have is, is he has fully convinced, like, this is just a video, a video like that potato. Even when he pulled it up, it was raw. Yeah. Now, I will argue that. <laughs> yes. Fully cooked, he, right? Yeah, bro. That potato, when he pulled it out, it wasn't fully cooked, right? It was it was not. <laughs> it was not. It would have fell apart. Anyway, that's beside the point. I don't like when people are teaching techniques like this, that when it will sack, somebody will lose their job if they put a potato in the goddamn soup like that. Yeah. Now you have two, you have two options. Once that salt is absorbed into the ingredients, it's kind of hard to go back, right? 
So what I like to train is remember, you can always add, you cannot take out. Okay. Mm. I like to train that too. There is a way you can fix this, but it's not going to be ideal if you're serving it to customers. Okay. So yeah. usually if it's for family meal, if it's for your, if you're at your house and you're serving it for dinner, there is one way you can fix this the proper way. And that is prep the whole soup out again with no salt, and then you mix the two after the other one Correct. is fully cooked, right? 100%. That is one way to do it. You can make 50% more of the batch, right? So a little bit more noodles, more chicken stock, some vegetables. Then you can add that back to it. Now, is that an ideal solution? No. You know what the ideal solution is? If you're in a restaurant, if you're a cook, you start the fuck over. <laughs> you start the fuck over. And uh, Especially just, if you had the ingredients, you know? Like if, if, if you have the ingredients, yeah. just start over. Yes, because this is not going to give you the solution. This is a hack that doesn't make any sense to me, right? Like if you said, oh, I'm going to add more pasta and more chicken stock. Okay, maybe. But it's, you know, this is you know, so subjective. Yeah, go ahead. I, w- I would love to like for you guys to take this a step further and see if you guys can get Kenji Lopez on here. Oh, oh yeah. I can't wait. That would gonna, be sick. Yeah. Like since he's, he's so he's so scientifically based that you guys can yeah. actually go over to the video and be like, hey, does this bullshit work? You know, because that's that's like your typical grandma knowledge. Hey, you know, if you add too much salt, throw a potato in there. I've heard it so many times in my life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but do you think? And I'm not I'm not going to be ashamed to say I've tried it to, and it did not work. Yeah. And like the thing is, is the whole thing is trash after you cook that potato. That you know if, what I'm if you don't want starch in your if you don't want a starchy soup, that's like if you add potato to it, then you add starch to it too. Yeah. You know, so it's like. But, but it's funny because this is just an example of something that, like, I think is crossing, cr- kind of crossing the line. It's none of my business. I don't know if he's, you know, who this is geared toward or, but th- this is not the only video I see like that where he does this shit. Like, oh, you want a better burger? Just throw oil, like, throw oil on the grill and let it flame up. I don't know what the fuck he, I'm just saying. Like, I don't agree with that because. I ah, mean, you I'm telling you, man. If you if you say that flame up burger thing to Kenji, if you guys can yeah. get him on here, he he will he will uh, he will go off on a tangent because he 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 loves a good burger and he talks yeah. about mm. a lot of the science. You know what? I got I got to reach out burger. to him. I know he lives in the Bay Area. I'm gonna just I'm gonna DM him see because uh, I know he's in the Bay Area. But the thing is, is um, I think you're 100 right. I love Kenji Lopez. I love his book. I love all everything that he does is amazing. And um, yeah. That was great, but that I was just the science good, base, man. Yeah, because then it's you can't deny science, man. You know, yeah. you can't deny it. exactly. It's either do you fact guys or not. Um, do you guys feel like he's just doing it like the tasty people are doing it though to garnish views, essentially? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I like think the so. I think a lot of people hacks, just for blah views. blah blah. Let's do it this way, and then I think that I think that video was like what 100k or some shit without him trying. Well, so. I wonder what I wonder uh, what the comments say. I wonder what the comments I, say. But you know what? It's fine. I already okay, we got to wrap it up, man. We're getting off on the tangent. But <laughs> that, I just wanted to use that example, like of okay, like this this is something that would irk me as a professional chef, right? Mm-hmm. Other than that, we don't we don't really care. Like, you know, I I, I can say like we really don't care. Like, you know, it's like don't teach the technique, teach the recipe. You know, yeah, like. the thing, well, the thing is, is like what what really makes me mad is like there's some there was somebody that came to work with me and then I'll end on this. I promise, Casey, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I will end on this. Um, somebody came. They seen my TikTok. They wanted to work with me. I had an event. And to make a long story short, I'm like, hey, do you know how to make risotto? Great. And then I, you know, I look over and he's rinsing the rice in the sink, the risotto rice. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> what, what, what? I'm like, wait, hold on. What? 
what's going on here and then he's like well i don't know that's what they say on tiktok rinse the rice and i'm like yeah but this is risotto rice man you don't rinse risotto rice risotto you want that starch and i'm like okay let me explain this to you but guess what he didn't get the fucking job you know what i'm saying yeah because because he listened to what people and so that's why i try to tell people like if you're gonna uh, train on the internet like just make sure you get your information from somebody credible now that doesn't mean that a creator can't say, hey, this is my twist on ramen noodles. Hey, this is my twist on blah. You know what I'm saying? Who cares about that? I'm just saying when you're when it comes to the younger generation of chef and the next generation of uh, cooks, it's very important for me to try to make sure that I lead them to the promised land and that they don't get any misinformation. And the reason is, is because I worked at a diner from age uh, you know, 14 to 16, I would say. And I learned so many bad habits and so many bad techniques, but mm. nobody would teach me the right way. And I would ask so many questions. And guess what? I had to learn the hard way. Uh, I had to learn the hard way when I worked in a fine dining restaurant where the chef was like, why are you wiping shit on the floor? Like I would. <laughs> so in the in the kitchen before I learned just to, you know, wipe the stuff off the cutting board onto the floor and then we would sweep it up. And little did I know this is this is true. No. No, that is not the right way to do things. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, I didn't know this. And then he's like, yeah, who do, who taught you this? And he's like, I want you to take everything you learned from that dumbass fucking restaurant and throw it in the garbage. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, yes, chef. And he's like, yeah, this is how you clean this. This is how you wash lettuce. This is how you make this sauce. This is how you do this. And so it's very important for- At least he was able, he, at least he was willing to teach. Yes, he was. He, so, and I'm not going to lie. He went to CIA. Um, you know, he went to CIA, but he was a real chef. He was a real chef. Uh, he was a real chef in the restaurant. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't any other type of environment. Not, but the problem is that diner food is short order cooking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there was one thing that I learned as a young, as a short order cooked that, uh, that he pretty much lost his fucking mind on me. So we had, uh, <laughs> so in the diner, so in the diner, so get this. And then I swear, Casey, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> we had a side of chicken wings. I know, but but Casey is the air traffic controller. You know what I mean? He's like, you know, he's the podcast. He's the podcast king. So yep. we had the <laughs> the chicken wings were portioned ten orders, ten wings in one bag in a plastic bag. And what the cooks used to do is they would dip the tip of the plastic bag into the fryer to melt it, and then the ch- chicken wings would fall out into the. Fryer. Oh, get the fuck! What? Yeah, yeah, my G. I thought it was normal. Oh man, <laughs> I thought it was normal. So here I am, drop an order of wings, and I would take the tip of the bag, put it in the fryer, and then the wings would fall out. And I thought it was kind of cool. I didn't understand the reason why. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Okay, you're melting plastic into the food, like. And uh, I did this because uh, we had a chicken wing special, and they were pre-portioned in portion bags, and the bag didn't have a zip. It didn't have a tie or anything on it. You just, you know. Anyway, I did this, and the chef came. Chef came over and fucking, he lost his goddamn yeah. mind. And oh, then, man. Lost and, my then, mind. and then I was like, I was like, chef, I'm sorry. This is the way I was taught. And he's like, who taught you this? And he's looking around. He's like, who the fuck taught Brandon how to do this? Who taught him how to do this? I want to know now. Who taught you? And I'm like, well, at the last restaurant I worked. And then he lost it. And then he 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 like grabbed me and he said, listen, you are going to have a horrible career if you don't learn how to do things right. He's like, you need to do things the right way. If you don't know, you need to fucking ask. And then I'm like, dude, why didn't anybody else do this for me? Why did oh. you know what I'm saying? Like, I would much rather explain something in my video and show people the correct way or the right way to do it and get some flack of me people telling me like hey you're gatekeeping or why are you so aggressive mm. why i would much rather do that than not say anything at all and then people like get hammered i don't think it's gatekeeping man i think i think people yeah. just need to stop taking TikTok videos at face value yeah and start yeah. cross-referencing shit like 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 an 
like a person with some fucking sense would. You know, yeah. like you, you you can't you can't just sit there and take everything at face value, man. Like someone has raised you very naive, man. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, man. It's crazy. Anyway, well, I guess we'll wrap it up. Yo, I had such a blast, man. I love the podcast, man. This is amazing. I don't know about you guys, but this was an invigorating conversation. Oh, I, I appreciate you guys is, having man. me on here, man. This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope. Okay, Casey, Raph, wrap it up um, I'll make sure to have all your links down below so people can find you. Absolutely follow Rav on everywhere, specifically on YouTube, though. You'll find more of his stuff on it, but also all the TikTok stuff. I'll, I'll make sure everything is down on the links. Other than that, though, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I'm going to have you on another one.